So there were some months over the winter where I was applying for some jobs. I knew I could do sales. I had a friend, one of the clients from my business say to me, Sarah, you have a gift for connecting with people. I really think there's a lot of different things you could do, but I think you should pursue sales. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you on this episode of Tech Niche Tips, the podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me, Joseph. Absolutely. I wanted to, before we even get started, to share a couple of things with the guests that are here. If you're watching this for the first time, I need you to take a moment to remove all distractions. Uh, if you're driving, that's one thing you got to drive. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're listening to this on the podcast, keep doing what you're doing. But if you can... And if you're like sitting down someplace, you definitely want to take time to soak all that's going to be said here, because this story is one that will inspire you. This is a story that will encourage you. And if you are in a place where you feel like you can't overcome, this is a story of how to overcome. And so I'm so glad to have Sarah on the line. If you feel like in any course, any part of this interview that, wow, this really resonated with me, share it with somebody that you think needs to be encouraged right now. Share with somebody that you think needs to hear this to be motivated and inspired to know that they too can overcome and accomplish the goals that they may have. Without further ado, we're going to get right into this, Sarah. We're going to talk about how you as a mother, I'm not going to steal your thunder. I'm not going to go too deep in it because I know we had a conversation prior, but yeah. I'm going to, I would love for you to talk back to the time uh, where you, where, where things were changing for you and you were like, you know what? I need to make a change. I need to do something different and how that led you to become an SDR and to get into tech sales. That's kind of open-ended, but I'll do my best. Um, I became a single mom for the first time in 2015. And the background of that is that I had spent the previous 17 years as a wife and most of that as a stay-at-home mom. And um, I have five kids. I had at that point spent many years barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen. I had three years of college, but I did not complete my degree. I decided to end my college career shortly after I was married. And um, I was really unprepared for the task of providing for a family. And I didn't know what to do. And initially in 2016, um, a network marketing opportunity was presented to me and I prayed about that. And I um, was involved with that for several years and it did end up providing um, enough to cover my basic bills, like my mortgage and utilities and things like that. But it was always extremely tight. Um, And in 2020, right before COVID was starting, I decided to start a a virtual services business. And I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of that. I got to do some different marketing activities. I I got to do um, sales for a couple of different clients. But again, it just wasn't enough. I knew I needed something more. And up until this point, I remember in 2016 praying about the network marketing opportunity. But in terms of like starting my own business, I remember praying about other things, other aspects of my life, but feeling like 
I had the weight of responsibility for figuring out what I was going to do to earn a living. And I would formulate a plan and then I might pray, Lord, please bless this or help me to get this client or something like that. And in August of 2022, I lost two thirds of my income. And around that time, a couple of months prior, I had come to a conviction that I had been really withholding from the Lord when it came to giving and tithing. I would, I have a cat here. Sorry, he's loud. Um, I would, I would be like, oh Lord, you know, you know, I'd, I don't even know how to pay my bills. I'll just throw a 20 in the offering plate or whatever, or I'd get like a tax return and think, oh, the Lord doesn't expect me to tithe from this. I mean, there are so many things I could use it for. And I came to realize that that was a completely wrong attitude. Now we know God doesn't need our money. But what happens when we give to him the first fruits of what we earn or receive, we're acknowledging that he is the real provider. And we're basically saying, not in words, but in actions, I trust in you, Lord. You know, mm, you yeah. are the one that I'm trusting to provide for my needs. I know that apart from you, I can do nothing. And I want to walk in obedience to you. And so I, these two things kind of happened almost concurrently, just right around the same time where I'm like, I have to tithe no matter what I get, whether it's something I earn or something I receive. And I lost a big chunk of my income. And within a few months, um, it wasn't all at once, but my attitude really changed. And my prayer became, Lord, show me what to do. Instead of creating a plan and bringing that to God and saying, please bless it, make this happen. I said, I'm open. Just show me what to do. I will do what you would have me do. Now, you and I had our little bit of a conversation before we yeah. got up. I knew that God would not ask me to do something that would... Um, be outside my limitations. So having five kids, they're older now than when I first became single, but they still, their school doesn't have a bus that brings them to and from school. I can't just put them on the bus and expect them to be delivered home. Um, they get sick periodically and some of them more than others. And whenever I, um, whenever they do, I usually stay home with one or more of them. And, you know, employers generally don't really look with favor on people who miss several days a month of work because their kids are ill. So I knew that whatever the Lord asked me to do, it wasn't going to be something where I had to choose between my kids and earning an income. He knew my limitations because he gave me those children and he True. allowed me to get into this place where I was a single mom that was somehow in his sovereignty, part of his plan for me. And we know what Romans says. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And that's not just the happy things and the comfortable things, but even the horrible things. God promises that if we love him, they will work for good. Yeah. So I knew that God 
He knew my situation. He knew my limitations. And what I came to realize is that he knew my needs even better than I did. And so I realized I needed to give up to him my need for an income and work. And before this point, because of the way I had tried to figure things out in my head in terms of wages, I thought that self and and my need to be flexible and work from home and things like that, I thought self-employment was the only option for me. I never considered that there would be a W-2 employment job that would offer the kind of flexibility that I needed for my family as a single mom. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I never even heard of it. So I kept praying and I, I prayed that I would be able to earn an income from home. But I said, Lord, I'll just, I'll do whatever. I need you to lead me and guide me. Help me to know. So there were some months over the winter where I was applying for some jobs. I knew I could do sales. I had a friend, one of the clients from my business say to me, Sarah, you have a gift for connecting with people. I really think there's a lot of different things you could do, but I think you should pursue sales. Mm. And so I did have some experience in sales, both through um, the network marketing job and through my own business. And I started to look at some of these job listings. Some of them were commission only. And I did consider a couple of those, but I quickly realized I needed something where the income was going to be more predictable that it was secure, that if I actually put in the hours, I would get paid, right? And I, I would see these job listings um, for something called SDR or BDR. And I, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's sales. Well, I can do that. But then I, I would see the salary and I'm like, wow, that's really high. <laughs> I'll apply <laughs> for it anyway. I didn't understand that it was this whole genre of... Um, inside of sales called tech sales. And I, I really didn't know. Um, so none of these companies, the SDR, BDR roles that I applied for, none of them ever contacted me back. I never got an interview when I was just finding these jobs online and applying for them. But one night I was scrolling social media. I think it was Facebook. And I saw, I saw an ad. And, you know, we all like to make jokes about social media ads, I think, but that was an ad that actually changed my life. I clicked through, it was for course careers, and I forget exactly what it said, but it caught my attention. I think it listed the potential salary of um, for somebody in a tech sales role and the fact that you could complete their course in three months and get a job um, with a tech company as a sales development rep. And I'm like, this, it piqued my attention. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think what I did initially was I was, I thought I don't want something that involves telephone work because I don't want to like turn my back on my kids if they need me. Um, and so initially I thought, oh, I'll take the digital marketing course, but 
I kept watching the testimonials, the video testimonials of the graduates. And Joseph, that's what really sold me on the course. Yeah. Um, is that these people sometimes coming from completely unrelated work backgrounds um, would take the course, the sale, tech sales course, and um, within weeks or a month, they had this well-paying job with a software company and a lot of them, I would say most of the video testimonials that I saw were remote jobs. And of course, that was that was the holy grail for me. That was the end. That was a big goal. selling point. Yes, it was. Um, and then I realized, too, that the cost of the course was um, a fraction of anything I had paid for in my um, seeking to work from home in the past. It was extremely reasonable. In fact, I don't know if you, I don't, you, you need to tell me more about your journey, but I began to notice, you know, the algorithm, the algorithm is on Facebook where they find out you're interested in something and they show you similar. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Right exactly. yep. So I realized that there were some universities that were offering tech certifications and including my local, one of my local universities and um, you know, similar type of thing, but there were two differences. Number one, they didn't have the graduate testimonials at all. Yeah. And second, it was like four times as expensive. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it just seemed to me to be a no brainer. So I went ahead and I, I completed the, um, the, you know, the free mini course on tech sales. I switched from digital marketing to tech sales in terms of the free mini course. And I prayed about it and I said, Lord, this seems like a rational thing to do. I know it yeah. is your will that I work to provide for my family. This isn't a crazy amount of money. It's, it's, it seems like the outcome is relatively predictable here if you just put in the work. And um, it does not seem like a high risk decision. So what I ended up doing by that point, I had ended my last client relationship with my virtual services business. This was around February. And um, I was cleaning houses and driving DoorDash from maybe eight in the evening until as late as 2 a.m. And I would listen to the modules as I drove. And then I would listen, I would listen to preachers too. <laughs> I would alternate. <laughs> Just mix and match. Yeah. That's right. I, I got through the course in a relatively short length of time. I will tell you that there were a couple of periods while I was taking the course where I got kind of frozen and stuck because this, this represented such a big shift, such a big change for me in my mind that I got scared. And so how when we get scared about something, especially something that's new, sometimes we can stop taking action. Freeze. Yes. Fight, flight, freeze. or freeze. Yeah. Exactly. So the course itself to complete, it took me, it did take me about two to, two, two I would say two and a half months, 
which is below what they, what they say. But, you know, you have some of those people who come on and they're like, yeah, I finished the course in a week. Or in a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I did it in three days. I'm done. <laughs> they had it on quadruple speed. <laughs> but, um, and then when it came to going out and actually job seeking and applying for those tech sales jobs, that was another point where I kind of froze up. It was like, I have to, should I retake the exam to get a higher score? Cause I passed and everything. It was, it was fine. I, I got a fine grade, but I'm like, I want to get the highest possible grade. And, yeah. and so I was using that an ex, as an excuse to stop taking action again. But finally, one really, really important thing that I did in my um, tech sales journey process was to hire a coach. And I hired mm. another course careers graduate, Keandre Sutton. And he was just such a gem. He was such a blessing. And I think he was the one who ended up telling me, you know what, Sarah, just don't worry about the grade and just go ahead and start prospecting those businesses because you have what it takes. You're going to get a job. Just go ahead and start with your job hunting cadence. And I did. And you know, this is what happened. And so I had been praying, but I want to tell you too, my entire church was praying for me. Wow. And this is a church that I've been involved in for most of my adult life. And so they had walked with me through so much of the brokenness that I've experienced in my life. And they've just loved me through it. And they have prayed for me. I have some wow. really wonderful, faithful prayer warriors that where I am now is due in large part to the fact that I had so much prayer backing and people bringing me to the father. Um, anyway, the Lord did it, but he did it through his, his saints. Um, so anyway, I, I remember this one weekend. I'm like, I have to take action now. ahead, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I did the search on LinkedIn for the open SDR roles. And, you know, I only looked at the remote ones and I only looked at the ones where they were listing their compensation. And that's mm. what had been recommended to us. If they were transparent in their compensation range, that that was, that was what we could home in on. And I knew, obviously I, I couldn't do a hybrid role and I, I couldn't do it in person role. So I, I did remote that first weekend. I applied for eight jobs and I, I used the resume that they helped us generate inside the course. I used cover letters that I generated from chat GPT. I fed chat GPT, my resume and the job listing. And I said, write me a cover letter. So that, that simplified things a lot. And with Keandre, my coach's help, I had already optimized my LinkedIn. So when I put in that link in that online job application, they would come up and see my LinkedIn. And it, it just, it looked professional, inviting. It just looked like, obviously, somebody, somebody wanted to hire. But out of those first eight applications actually came the role that I have now. I ended up applying for a total of 22 SDR, BDR roles. Mm. And I was invited to interview with two companies 
And I had gotten to the second interview with the second company when I got my job offer. And from the time I started job hunting to the to the day I got the job offer was about one month. And to me, I mean, it's just like in the stories. <laughs> <laughs> it happened so, to me. I know it actually happened. It was just, I'm still kind of dumbfounded that something that I invested in and committed to and pursued actually panned out. But the difference really was that I let go and I offered up the situation to God first. Mm. And I said, this is, this is your story. This is your plan. You just, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And that's when he brought, I believe he brought course careers to my attention, you know, and he said, look, here's this thing. You can do this. And I have, and I'm so grateful. This is, I mean, my first paycheck comes this week. Yay. <laughs> I'm, on, I, I'm online figuring out how much it's going to be because it, this is like literally the first time in 20 years that I'll have taxes taken out of a paycheck. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't know. I know. So I'm like, that. I got to prepare myself. There's, there's taxes coming out, but I just, a paycheck every two weeks. I know most adults are like, yeah, that's how it works. But for me, this is a huge deal. I'm really excited and I'm enjoying <laughs> my job so far. Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually wanna introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that's self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity and get this, without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description and use my promo code Joseph10. That's right. Use my promo code Joseph10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. I mean, I'm excited for you, Sarah. I just really wanted to let you speak because your story is so inspiring for anybody that wants to kind of say, hey, you know, I'm kind of going through a rough time right now. They could listen to your story and they could see a blueprint to overcoming. And that's what I really wanted people to hear. That's why I was quiet in the back and I was like, mm -hmm, and everything else in between, because this is why I, I have this uh, this channel is because I've always looked at people's successes and I wondered like, how do they get there? There's a story right. behind it all. And so this is, this, this is, this inspires me. And hopefully people could find value in this conversation that we're gonna have. Now, I wanna ask a couple of questions here sure. along the lines because and I've, I've seen this all on social media. People wanna of course have transparent and real conversations. And so one of the things they may say is like, you know, I, I, Sarah, I, I hear you, you were able to overcome and I want, but they want to hear like how, like a little bit more of the challenges that you face right. in that time. 
Can you talk a little bit about the challenges that you face while you're doing course careers? Because you were talking about doing DoorDash and listening. Yeah. I remember I'm I'm feeding babies while I'm working That's and right. listening to it. So I really I I could relate to to you because we yeah. we actually were almost similar amount of kids. I think I you yes. know, five or six exactly. We're we're like on the same wavelength here. <laughs> exactly. Now, how far apart are your kids, Joseph? In oh, age, are boy. they close? They are far. So they're, they're the, the oldest one is far the farthest from the, the, the rest of the crowd. But okay. so we have, a I would say, a 15-year-old okay. and we have an eight-year-old. And then, oh. we have, then we have one that just turned seven. The eight-year-old is about to turn nine and, and later. And then we have a five. Well, he just turned six. <laughs> so, yeah, they just turned six. And then we have the toddler who's two. Mm -hmm. And then we have the one-year-old. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Probably not. <laughs> It, it happens like that. That's oh, I know. I was telling my kids we were going to Walmart together, and I was like, "When you guys were little, I remember being in Walmart, and I had one person in the cart, and I had mm -hmm. one person on each side of the cart, and then I'm like, I'm missing somebody, and he was on my back. The baby was on my back, and I <laughs> he was. <laughs> There's a brief moment of panic, and just like a couple seconds, oh. like, where did he go? Where did he go? And he like, oh, okay. <laughs> And they would even remind you that one of your children might be like, he's right there. You know, because <laughs> like, oh, okay. they could okay. see him even though I couldn't. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, what? I'm going to change. I'm going to change it. because okay. We talked a little about the, the challenges, but I want you to kind of speak to mothers out there. They could be single mothers. They could be mothers yeah. that uh, are, are not single. The challenges that you face and how they could probably overcome them. I, I think, you know, the foundation is surrender to mm. God. I I feel that so many of us have one or more areas of our lives that we want to keep control of. Because even if yes. we think we believe that God knows best, our actions show that at, in at least one area, we believe we know best. Mm -hmm. But the truth from scripture is that God is the one with all wisdom and he knows the end from the beginning. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. All the days ordained for us were written in his book before one of them came to be and our times are in his hands, says the psalmist. Mm -hmm. When we, I think when we let go of control and you know, the kind of prayers that I've been praying, the way my prayers have changed, instead of begging God for things, please, can I have this? Please bless this, please. There's much more of a prayer of thy will be done. Much more of a prayer of show me, lead me, guide me. I am yours. I will do whatever you want me to do. And it's hard to pray that prayer because a lot of us yeah. are, you know, depending on where we're at in our lives, we think, if I pray, God, I'll do what you want me to do. What's he actually going to ask me to do? But what I have discovered through years of adversity is the reality that God has a deep and tender affection for me, as well as for all of his children. We grew up knowing, oh, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. But God's, the love of God is so deep 
and it is so compassionate. We, we can't even fathom it. He will never ask us to do a thing that is truly harmful for us. Yeah. It might not be comfortable. It might not be painless, but his ways are best. And so we are always safe praying the prayer. I will do what you would have me do. Mm. We're always safe committing that to him. Commit your way to the Lord. So I, I, I feel like so much of the ways that I've tried to solve my work or financial problem in the past has been to look for formulas, look for five-step plans, formulate a business plan, take these three courses, whatever. In the end, yes, taking a course was what really changed my financial life. But that's just on the surface. God can do and lead however he chooses. And it's going to be different for different people. But the foundation is a willingness to surrender to him and his will and a deep-seated belief in his real love for us, as well as in his sovereignty. That is, you know, what ever happens happens for a reason and it's part of his plan and we can trust him he is trustworthy Um, we're foolish we're sinful but if we rest ourselves lean back into him like a child i think isn't isaiah where it talks about the child with the nursing mother he will never abandon us or forsake us. He will never let us down. He is faithful. And I think that truth is applicable whether we're a single parent or a parent of married parent of six children or, you know, wherever we're at in life. Anyone. Right. God wants us to trust him. And he wants us to trust in his son, Jesus, and he wants us to follow him and not withhold parts of our lives from him and fail to believe that his ways are best. No. Yeah. When you said that, it reminded me of the song uh, that was penned by Paul S. Morton or the famously known as P.J. Morton. It says, uh, as soon as I stop worrying. Worrying how the story ends When I let go and I let God I let God have his way That's when things start happening When I stop looking at back then When I let go and I let God I let God have his way And I think a lot of people need to do that. We do. And sometimes we don't realize that we're hanging on to whatever portion of our life it is until he he opens our eyes and, and we see it. So we really need him even to know what's wrong within us. He, you know, he's the one who opens spiritual eyes. Yeah. I, love- I, I don't, I, I love it too. I, I don't know who needs to hear this. Or needs to be encouraged. This is if this is something that's encouraging you right now, I encourage you to go ahead. Not only just like, definitely comment, but really share this with somebody. 
who is like, man, they 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 don't they feel lost too, and they're like, I don't know what to do. This is the conversation that we want. This is the conversation they should hear. This is the conversation for us all to hear. I'm gonna go to the tech sales portion real quickly okay. and talk to you about uh, the specific thing you said. You said you utilize AI, ChatGPT, to help you in yeah. the process of applying. Could you talk a little bit about that? I actually used it at several different points. Oh, nice. So um, one thing I did was I used ChatGPT in on LinkedIn in my I call it my professional summary. What is that? That the, the about, about it's the about section. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure I gave ChatGPT a link to my LinkedIn profile, and I said, "Please write me an about section for LinkedIn," and it did. And I think it was too long at the beginning, so I said, "You know, cut it down by forty percent or whatever," and it did. And that was how I ended up with my about section. I was it was very handy. <laughs> um, so here's another thing I did. Um, I manually, separate from the AI, went in and looked at three different job listings that I would consider um, representing the target role that I was looking for. And I went in and I, with you know, pen and paper, I made a list of the skills and characteristics that those companies were looking for in an SDR. And what I came up was, with was a list of keywords. And I manually incorporated those keywords in different places to start with on my LinkedIn profile. I put them into my um, work history, my job experience. Things like, um, the, the we're talking about like creative problem solving. I found a place to put that in there. Teamwork, grit, you know, um, whatever these companies were looking for, the terms that kept coming up repeatedly, I'm going to make sure that those are at least in one place, if not in a couple places on my LinkedIn. So I think that was helpful. Um, so then when it came to my resume, it was kind of a, a combined effort between manually making sure some of these terms were in the resume and also feeding chat GP my, my work history and saying, write me a resume that would be suitable for a job application as a sales development representative at a tech company. Mm. And so we have, have this combination of things, me with my little keyword list, chat GPT generating its thing. And then we also had the resume template from course careers where you could kind of copy and paste these things in and they would make a very simple, clean, attractive resume that also included um, a link to my graduate portal inside the resume. So if, nice. if the hiring manager were looking at a digital copy of my resume, they could just click through, they could see what we covered in the course. I hid my grade so that they wouldn't see I got 82 or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did that. But, and then, like I said, when the companies would ask for a cover letter, I'm like, it would just be so much easier to use chat GPT. And so 
as I mentioned earlier, I found it really simple to feed it the job listing. I said, here's the job listing. Here's my resume. Please write a cover letter for a, a role as an SDR. And then again, it would come back and it would be maybe too long. And so I would say, please shorten it by half or make it one page. And then the other aspect is, you know, I'm using the, the free version of ChatGPT. And I think there are more advanced versions now and stuff like that. It comes back, the language is a little bit stilted. Sometimes they, um, like I would, I would use contractions where they didn't. I would say I'm yeah. versus I am because it sounds more conversational. And that's the way we are in the 21st century. Sometimes they would use the same word repeatedly where I could put in a synonym and it would sound more natural. It would sound nicer. And yeah. so I did those type of edits, but in terms of giving a person an overall framework for the cover letter, especially when you're applying for multiple jobs, maybe even in a day, it just simplified the process so much. Plus it was, I hadn't been on the job market for 20 years and I've never had a corporate job before this. Um, mm the the whole um just the framework of how to write a cover letter and what things to emphasize was made so much easier by having ai assist in that case no that's 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 excellent because a lot of people we're living this day and age where some things you're like oh is this a gimmick is this a fly-by-night thing i think ai is pretty much here to stay it is. And it's advancing faster than we could even say, hello, <laughs> there are some AIs. I don't, I don't, I don't want to scare anybody out there, but there are some tools that are being used right now by companies where they're basically even having AI SDRs closing deals, well, yes. not closing deals, but they're basically like setting booking appointments. And so it's yeah. just kind of like the world is moving pretty fast. And so if you don't use these tools, you might be left behind in the dust. So it's always good to adapt. And it is. And I yeah. just want to say, in case any of my friends are watching, I don't think that any technology is without moral and ethical implications. I think we have yet to see all of the moral and ethical implications that AI has, but I don't think that any technology is in itself good or evil. Uh, I think I think as things develop, we're going to see more and more some of the negatives as well as some as some of the positives. Anyway, I just had to I had to put that in there, that little plug. Hey there! Thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have fifty dollars off that you could get from through me, Joseph Fifty. That's right, fifty dollars off through Joseph Fifty. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link and sign up right now. What are you waiting for? It's true. Who is holding the, uh, who, who is, whose hand is this tools being used? That's the question. Are these tools being for good or for, or, or, or the intentions not good? And, the, yep. the, the other aspect of it is, and this is something I was talking about with one of my kids too. We don't always think of this. This isn't so much a, a like a good versus evil thing. It's a how it changes the way we relate with the world. Here's an example. Mm -hmm. 
when the printing press was invented at the end of the Middle Ages, beginning of the Renaissance, um, people had a much greater capacity for long-term memory. They were able to recite extremely long epic poems, passages from scripture. They had tons of stuff memorized, and that was just part of the way life was back then. But yeah. when things started to be printed, people began to have access to books and there was less of a need to have things memorized. And so people's actual capacity for memory was reduced and it was because of a technology. Now, none of us would ever give the printing press back. We think it's, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine a world without books and literacy. But the, I think I believe it's important to consider that there are always implications whenever you have a yeah. new technology, sometimes they're hard to predict, but it's, it'll be interesting to see how things pan out with, with AI. Yeah. And I agree. I believe that. So with life. If you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. It's just, it's just the, it's just the way that, that the world works. And with that being said, I wanted to ask you, you said yes to becoming an SDR. What things did you find once you got into the role that either was what you thought it would be or some things that are like, Oh, this is a little bit different than what I imagined. That's a good question. I'm not sure how to answer that. I guess I'm not entirely sure what I expected. I'm still, I'm in my second week. So I'm, um, I'm onboarded officially All now. Right. And our company, it has um, a two to three week training period for new SDRs and AEs. And um, so I'm in that, you know, we're at the point where we're starting to make calls. We've been familiarized with the whole tech stack. We've gone over a lot of the methods that they find work well for their target market, which is small and medium-sized businesses, um, for their particular suite of solutions that they're offering. And um, I guess one, th I, one thing that is a little different is um, the fact that I have needed to recognize that each software company is, you know, they, there's a set of ways of doing things that they have found works best for them in their yeah. niche. And those might be different from the ways that I was trained in or some of the um, thought leaders that I follow. And that's okay. So what I, I continually remind myself of is, especially during this learning period where I'm just getting started and ramped on, is listen to the people in the company who have had good success in this company because they know whereof they speak. So that's that is what I'm. That's my aim to to learn from the best and um, just ask for God's favor and blessing as I move forward. Nice, nice. So I think we're going to be wrapping up very soon. I wanted to ask you, what is one tip that you could provide to those that are trying to get into this space? Because I, I, I have to acknowledge that a lot of people, either they took a tech boot camp or not, but they're, they're, they're still having some, some like struggles getting in as an SDR. Do you have any sort of tips that you want to leave them with so that yes. they could say, boom, I'm going to do that? Get a coach and be coachable. You can, you know, I think most people who pay for a coach, they're willing to be coachable, but I have run into people 
who just won't follow instructions and they're, they're insistent that their way is the best. So be willing to invest in a coach that has traveled the path that you are traveling, but they're farther ahead and be willing to listen to what they tell you. Because the reality is if you just follow the best practices, once you've, you know, completed your, your technology bootcamp and, um, you got your resume ready, you need to optimize your LinkedIn and, you know, follow a certain pattern for, for applying and, and then, you know, practicing your interviews, practicing certain questions and how, how to present yourself during the interview. Those are all things that can be learned. Mm. And the best place to learn them is, is from someone who has walked that path. And so that's, that's my big tip. I, to me, Keandre was, I don't think I could have done it without him because so much, there's a combination of things that need to come together when you learn a new skill set and are seeking to find work in that industry. It's not just the knowledge of how to do things. It's not just the knowledge of the tech stacks and, you know, things like that. There's what one of the biggest things I gained was belief, um, belief that this was actually going to work, that I could do it, that I had something unique and valuable to offer to a software company where I could contribute um, to the team. And I think especially after people have been applying for these jobs for a while. I, I, I remember in the discord, one guy mentioned he had applied for 700 jobs and I'm like, Oh dude, <laughs> it can get very, very discouraging. Yeah. And I get it too, that when we're in a place where we're trying to get a job that um, where the compensation is significantly higher than what we've been used to, we've got bills to pay. And we might think that it's, we want to save money and not hire a coach, but I truly believe that a coach can make or break your job hunting efforts. So that's, mm. that's my big, big recommendation there. I think that's a great one. I, it's not because I'm a coach myself, <laughs> but the reason why I say it's a great one is because it's true. Even when I was going through the process, there's people that I reached out to, whether yeah. I hired them. I, I had a, I just, I just kind of hired somebody the other day to help me with some things to advance to the next level. So we all need a coach. And I even would add to that, see if your coach has a coach, because then that means that they're learning as well. That's always, that's always a good thing to have when you're reaching out to somebody and say, hey, you know, how's your coach doing? Oh, I, I don't have a coach. Because you want to always be progressing. You definitely want to be progressing there. So, yeah. so Sarah, I, I want to thank you for this time that we've had. I feel like it was really encouraging, really inspiring, and really helpful to people in regards to kind of saying, man, I might not, might not be in a good place right now, but that doesn't mean I have to stay here. And, yes. and, I, and you mentioned something too. You said it took you, I think, a total of like three and a half months from starting to landing a job. Would well, that be correct? What I think that I, I started the course, I'm pretty sure it was the end of February. Mm. So um, I have to manually count March, April, May. June. <laughs> so it was you actually know. four months. It was four months from the time I started the course. Actually, I actually started the course before I purchased it because I knew what the books were that we had to read. 
And yeah. I started listening to them on audiobook before I purchased the course. Anyway, but just Smart. silly side note. Um, but it was four months for me from the time I started to the time I got the job offer. And that seems like a long time when you've been working and waiting for so long. But at the same time, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, such a short time period to completely change your career trajectory and, you know, your future. So. So go for it. Yeah. Right. Go for well, it. Joseph, I just thank you again for inviting me. I'm really honored and I've enjoyed talking to you. This has been fun. And I've enjoyed talking to you. I feel I feel like uplifted right now and, and encouraged myself. I, I prayed ahead of time that God would get the glory. So trusting that. that that will be the case. Amen to that. And with that being said, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into another edition of Tech These Tips, the podcast. And Speaking of podcasts, yes, we are officially a podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. You can also find us on Amazon and any other place that podcasts are, I guess, listened to. I was going to say sold, but I don't think they're really sold anymore. Listen to. And so go ahead and go ahead and look at these episodes that are being uploaded. Right now, I'm basically taking my time and uploading a lot of the older episodes. So if you have missed anything in the past, this is a great time to catch up as we are ramping things up and getting all these episodes transitioned over to that podcast. So definitely go over to there. Uh, the links are in the, in the description below. So definitely click on a link and subscribe or follow, depending on which platform you choose to do so. So with that being said, I thank you so much for your time, everyone. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family.